Welcome to the second series of The Slice, a weekly pick-me-up podcast covering everything from work woes to self-care. Brought to you by myself, Tara Starlet, And me, Megan Morass. We bring you bite-sized segments to get you motivated every Monday morning. The Slice podcast is a motivational tool to build your morning routine around, so you can start your day on the right foot and kick ass all week. Emma Sexton here. She's our guest for the day and we're going to be talking about being child free. So Emma's got lots of um, opinions and insight on her experience of choosing not to have children and she's going to be talking to us today about how she stays motivated on that life decision. So Emma, it's lovely to have you. Hi, thank you. Honoured to be here. Yeah, we're so honoured to have you. So if you don't know, Emma is a host on Badass Women's Hour, which is epic it's one of my favorite radio shows ever in my opinion it completely trumps radio for women's hour just oh, putting thanks. it out there <laughs> yeah. um so please go and listen to that that's on talk radio but is this something that you've talked about on that show yeah i talk about it quite a lot I, for me it's a really important topic uh, i'm now 43 but i do remember when i was in my early 30s and the not the trauma, trauma is a strong word, but just what this sort of being bombarded with everybody's opinions, but me knowing deep inside that I didn't want kids, but the whole world mm. telling me mm. the the other. And, you know, now I, I'm really, you know, at peace with that decision. And, you know, I, I, I don't really think about it on a day to day, but for a long time I did. So for now, it's really important for me to talk about it because I just don't want other young women going through the same phase as me and struggling in the way that I did. And I really want to show people that there is an alternative choice that, you know, if you don't want kids, that that is okay. Mm. And, you know, you can still have an amazing life. Yeah, um, and so, I guess that's why you've got the child be free versus childless. Yeah, that's what I was just about to ask. So, what is the difference? So, I always talk about child free, and the reason I say child free is because not to have kids is very much a choice. Where if you are childless, quite often that's a term for people who really wanted kids, and for some reason that just didn't work out for them. Yeah. And I think you have to, you really do have to distinguish the two because. Mm. You know, if you really want a kid, that's really challenging. But if you've chosen to not have kids, mm. then that is a that is a, a different mindset and a, and a different life story. And both yeah. of those um, circumstances do fall victim to this kind of light, small talk, um, kind of faux pas that people so often are making, especially with uh, women like, for example, myself and Megan are newly married then the conversation is always like, so when are you going to have babies and when are you having children? And if someone's trying and, you know, struggling to conceive, then that's going to be triggering in its own ways. But also, like you said, for you, it's really frustrating if you're choosing not to have children. Yeah, I think there's um, there's just a bit of what I see as a sort of a commodification of having children. And you're right, you're newly married and everybody's assuming that the next step for you is mm. to get is to have the kid because you've got the house, you've got the partner, you know, you've got the car, you've got the handbag. Like, mm. what? so next it's, it's the child or mm. the designer dog. And, you know, I, and I think we don't... And we just assume 
assume that as a woman, your role is to procreate, that if you have reproductive organs, that you should be procreating. Mm. Uh, And I really do think that there's a lot of negative assumptions around women that, that don't have kids even if they're even if they're childless yeah Uh, and I really really think it's important to challenge those a hundred percent and we're so excited to have you here today because as Tara mentioned we are both in our early 30s we know that a lot of our listeners are probably considering this question and for us it needs to change from being when to why and having the opportunity to even make that choice Mm. because I think the conversation at the moment isn't regular on whether you do or you don't want it's just assumed so we're excited about giving you the opportunity to make a choice yeah and it's it's also you know our podcast is all about motivation and a lot of our listeners are professional young women as well and they're listening to get motivated for their careers and things like that and i think it's especially irrelevant especially relevant for um career women and also um I, I, I love this, the way that we're positioning this as um, how we stay motivated with our decisions, especially yeah. when people or society's expectations are kind of challenging that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also you think about what you're surrounded by, and certainly in my early 30s, I reckon I was surrounded, I reckon 99% of the stuff that I was seeing was people having kids. Yeah, and I didn't have uh, any role models. I didn't know what that life would look like. And then everybody's telling you, you know, oh, you're going to be lonely when you get older. So you're like, well, am I? <laughs> I mean, maybe that's a thing. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm only thirty. I I don't know. And yeah. you know, these are people who are older, or the people saying to you yeah I felt the same and you know you just haven't met the right man which is another one and then you're like oh right okay that must be a thing or yeah I felt like you and then when I got to 41 I don't know what happened I just suddenly wanted kids and I'm like right well everybody seems to know (laughs) and has got these amazing insights that Mm. I don't have so therefore maybe I don't know and I'm a woman and you know I can have kids so what's wrong with me if I don't want to have kids and Mm. it was just yeah I'm just just bringing yeah bringing back lots of memories to that and you you do think that everybody else has got the answer and actually nobody else has the answer and I think we all do know as women but if you are surrounded by one decision look if everybody was driving a red Volkswagen Golf, believe me, you would start questioning about whether you wanted a red Golf. 100%. Should you have a red Golf? Why don't you want a red Golf? Everyone else has got a red Golf. We are, we are, our subconscious really does take over our thinking. I, so. ju- I just want to add to that that Emma came in today and said, you know, when you surround yourself with similar people, you end up dressing the same. And Tara and I are wearing the same fucking outfit today. You both are. <laughs> Which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, so it's true. So our first um, segment of our new structure is uh, the morning routine. So we'd love to hear from you if you have a morning routine, what that looks like. Do you know what I've got to say? I see this all the time, especially as you know, I run my own business, so you you know you're always following the entrepreneur quotes and things. And everyone talks about their morning routine where they get up at four a.m. and they do three hours of yoga and they drink mushroom coffee. <laughs> I, and I, God. And again, it's those things where you're like, "Well, I'm an entrepreneur. Do I need a morning routine? Like, yeah. what's my morning routine? Why why can't I get up at five a.m.? I cannot get up at five a.m. So I basically I don't have a routine. What I've realised is. 
that I am consistently inconsistent and I don't like routine and I am mood led. Mm. So I don't have one. I know the things I need to do in the course of a week or in my life to keep me happy. I know how I need to eat 80% of the time. I know I need to do a certain amount of exercise. I know how to stay on the top, on the top of my to-do list so it doesn't feel too much. But apart from that, I pretty much just go with my mood. Mm. That's amazing because you couldn't really have no routine and have children. Yeah, and uh, to be honest, it's one of the things that concerned me about considering having kids was just, was that routine? Because I know in myself that routine makes me really depressed. Mm. And there was a bit of me going, you know, there's two parts to being a parent. I don't want to say a mother, I want to say a parent because we all should be parenting Mm. differently and there's the one part which is nurturing loving seeing a human being grow and and develop and that being you know part of you part of your family which I think is a really wonderful wonderful thing um and then there's the other part which is actually (laughs) we just got to keep this person alive and we've got to make sure that they turn into the best version of a human being that they can and that involves dentist trips finding schools, taking them to school, feeding them at the right time, dealing with their tantrums, all potty of training. that. Potty training. <laughs> all of, like, there is a lot. And, and I feel like if, you know, there was a bit of me going, you know what, if I could just get rid of all of that stuff and mm. just do the nurturing, maybe I could have had a kid. Yeah. But actually, no, I don't even think I could go through with the pregnancy. No, <laughs> did, I just, you, no. did you ever get one of those dolls in um, school where you had to keep it alive at home? No. Oh, my God, I killed mine three times. <laughs> Three times. Am Is that I... like the ones they have on Love Island? Where they have to yes. Look, yeah, they yeah, just exactly cry. Yeah, exactly that. And okay. like, the, I can't remember. I think it was Home Economics I can't believe they did that. Oh, yeah. You still had Home Economics? Yeah, sorry. Norfolk guys. Megan in the 1950s. Yeah, but every time I kept bringing it back to my Home Economics teacher and she was like, what do you mean it's dead? And I'd be like, well, it's dead. I, it, you know, it kept crying. I, I shook it. She was like, but you've killed it. I'm like, well, yeah, can you restart it? Like, there was just no... <laughs> And it, but it's hard to keep that alive. Yeah. It's a living being. What if you roll over it in the middle of the night? Oh my happens. god, it's just so scary. Don't freak yourself out. Yeah, okay. well, and these are real. These are real like, fears that new mothers, yeah. you know, live with. And yeah. and you and you. I remember one of my girlfriends when she had she had a baby quite young, and I so we were like twenty one. And I was like, oh my god, she handing it to me, and she and she was like, oh, can you just? Do and I was like looking at her completely differently like she is a proper legit yeah. grown up and I went to her well, I don't really know what I'm doing and she went neither do I I love that she's like I'm just yeah. figuring it out and I was like okay cool for you. that's true for everything though isn't it but I it? felt yeah. this real um uh, sense that as a woman even such a young woman that I was supposed to know what to do with a baby when someone just hands it to me you know yeah. and I was like oh, I don't know what I'm doing yeah. even just to say that I felt like like I was like admitting a failure in some yeah, way I've always called it being CEO of a human being because I'm like it is like a completely new job role can you imagine mm, if somebody yeah. said to you right you've gone from being you know working in this PR agency but as from the 1st of September you are now going to be leading this you know multi-complex organization you would just be like what what? Yeah. Like it is a completely new job role. There's loads of things to learn, and that and that is a really wonderful, amazing thing for some people. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's a really poignant point because you would never take a job without considering it. 
Yeah, yeah. You would never, you would go through the interview Well, and process, you wouldn't question you would... someone's career choice. No. You know, you wouldn't be like, are you sure you want to go into, I mean, maybe you would. You absolutely would. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, have you considered this problem? But what I mean is, you know, when you go for an interview and you go to a new job, you've really considered whether that job is right for you, whether you have the right attributes to deliver against it, whether you are whether you're good enough for that role and I'm not saying that you know one wouldn't be good enough to be a mother or a parent or whatever but the fact that there is a lack of consideration I think or a lack of narrative around even just making considerations for yeah. it well, I think it's important the, the consideration is that you are going to do it and you're going to want to do it yeah. and the, the abnormality which is you know what we're discussing today is make, actually making that choice not mm. to go down that path mm. but the trouble is everything is so one-dimensional that we don't most people and I certainly didn't know what that path was going to look like Mm. and and then that really then I think you're not allowed to be a free thinker because the whole world is telling you one thing yeah and you don't know what the other thing looks like so how can you make a legit decision yeah Mm. there's a lack of role models yeah and also it's the one decision in life that you can't go back on every single major decision you make in your life the person that you decide to marry you get a divorce the house you decide to buy you can sell it when you have kids you can't go back on that decision I mean people do but you know that's not the idea yeah so you know it is it is an important consideration and I personally I just think that you know I have some really strong values about kids and I think another reason that I don't want to be a parent is because I just think a child's upbringing is so so important because Mm. it really shapes you as an adult and can I Am I even the right person to do that job? Mm. Like, I don't mm. think I am. Mm. That, um, just to even consider that, takes such a level of self-awareness and, yeah. like, real... Um, hum- is humbleness the right word? I don't know, like... I don't know, but I know what you mean. Like Selfishness. <laughs> no, it is. No, 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 no. But no, no, no. I think it's, I think I it's almost the opposite. Yeah, it's almost like selflessness, yeah. recognising the weight of that decision and... and and considering, you know, that being kind of like self-aware and ha- yeah, like ha- being humble yeah. enough to say, like, maybe it's not for me. Oh yeah, and I, you know, we're we're not really here through choice, right? We're mm. here because our parents, parents decided yeah. or accident or whatever. So if I choose to have a child, I'm making a conscious decision to put somebody on this planet, mm. and I have a responsibility that I parent them in the best way that I can. Yeah, and. I'm not interested in in doing that. I'm not interested in giving all my time, all my energy, all my thoughts to this one one person. Mm. Um, because there's so much of, of life that I still want to live and still want to do. And I feel like there's lots of kids already out there and young adults that could do with support, nurturing in lots of ways that I probably can provide because Mm. I have that time and I have that space Mm. Mm. and actually I mean this is slightly off topic but you're the creative in residence aren't you for King's College yeah on their entrepreneurial institute yeah so you've helped maybe 40 entrepreneurs yeah yeah into yeah across um industries across the globes yeah so I provide mentoring and support on their businesses strong women yeah (laughs) um but also that must really fulfill some of the kind of like you know, human qualities that are that that could attract someone to parenthood, like you know, nurturing talent and and you know, helping people progress well, in their yeah, lives. Yeah, I'm really passionate about um, female founders. For me, it's really important that women 
uh, have financial independence, that mm-hmm. ha- they have financial freedom. And so I really enjoy working particularly with the female founders and I've really been helping Kings to attract more women to the um, institute and they've been doing some amazing work. In fact, they have 50-50 cohort this year, which I think is really amazing. Wow. And they've worked really hard to, to do that and make it happen. So yeah, so that's... Well done. You know, well done. But this is what I love. I have all this time to... And I would love to do more of that. Once I've created my own financial freedom, I do want to spend most of my time mentoring and supporting other young women to mm. create their own financial freedom. She's so impressive, isn't she? (laughs) And they'll all be like, oh, you like my mum. (laughs) (laughs) So the next segment is our live it list, which um, is how our listeners can, um, what things our listeners can do in their life. So uh, what what you just said there actually, I think is really useful because really for our listeners, like I said, most of them are going to be professional young women in their early 30s. Some of them might already have children. Some, Some of them won't. Um, and then within those, some of them might want them, some of them might not. But what's really important, what you've just said, is like this this real fair, honest and clear way of looking at the situation and making a real choice and, and recognising that you do have a choice, that it's not just this path of what, what womanhood is and that you have to follow society's expectations. But so um, if we're thinking about our live it list and what things that the listeners can do to find out their own choice around having children or not, um, what kinds of things would you recommend? Definitely seek out some some role models, Um, you know, see what does that life look like without kids. Be, Mm. Be aware of what you're surrounding yourself by. Right. I mean. For instance, I went through a phase where all my friends were renovating their houses and they all seemed to put bifolding doors in. And suddenly, I want to put bifolding doors in my house and renovate my house. And I was like, no, Emma, it's just that that is what's on your feed. That's the stage, life stage that most of your friends are on. So I think be really, be really conscious about what you are surrounded by and what you are reading because and that includes like social media yeah because if you've got a lot of people having kids in your friendship circle on your feeds at work that is really going to influence your decision and Mm. what you want to do is just try and get a bit more of a rounded view Mm. so that you're seeing if you're especially if you're in a bit of a dilemma about it you know seeing what does your life look could look like without kids who are those people and then what is life like with kids mm. yeah. and then you can start to be a bit more free thinking about it a bit more pragmatic as well like actually you know really weighing up those choices because everyone's got a choice yeah yeah can well, you talk us through some of the role models that you know of yep yeah, so oprah obviously legend is child free cannot I mean, yeah. for, weird, why do I find that, that difficult to believe? Yeah. Because she's like everyone's mother. Yeah, she's she seen is. her as like, she's yeah. like, uh, she's like a living, breathing really maternal nurturing. goddess kind of. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, Helen Mirren, she's child free. Oh There's some that. others, but I'm not sure whether they are childless or child free. Mm. And that is, that is very different. So if you do want to be child free and make a choice that you know because there's a lot that comes with being childless in terms of your own struggles with fertility and things yeah, um, yeah. and also i mean you are child free yeah um you can follow me you can follow <laughs> Emma. But, you know something that i love about your life fangirling right now is that you are so connected to the decisions that you've made and you don't feel inhibited in any way of 
changing those decisions at any point either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you make a decision and you, you're happy with that decision in that moment, but I don't feel like you feel as though, right, okay, I've made that decision now. That is my identity. That's who I am. I feel like you're quite you're able to change those decisions and I think that's okay as well. Yeah, I'm it? yeah, and I think some of that comes with with age as well. I've definitely been through stages where I haven't been as decisive. Mm. But I I guess what uh, I am and what I also aspire to continue being being is a human being that evolves and grows and changes. So a decision, you know, but I mean not having kids is not really a decision you can change, but I feel like mm. I can make a decision today about doing that thing but that doesn't have to be the same thing I'm doing in 10 years' time. That's not part of my identity. But being child-free now, yes. especially at the age of 43, where it would be very hard for me to have kids now, I think, mm. um, you know, it is, it is part of my identity. And actually, I'm really, really happy and excited about my life without kids. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. The Instagram stories are very good. There was rock climbing last week. I really enjoyed it in Corsica. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then um, what do you think? So, so just to recap on the Live It list, um, we've said seek out some role models, and those include Helen Mirren, we've got Oprah, we've got Emma, um, and then also what do you think about, you said about how um, who we surround ourselves with is really important. So um, you mentioned like, choosing a community of women who are like-minded as well yeah finding different tribes and you know finding those people and there are some there are some groups there's some groups on like facebook Mm. uh, and things like that so just start emerging yourself in some of those conversations and yeah so you would just it's like any decision that you want to make right you would review research it you'd research it yeah and you'd look into it and you know almost like a journalist would where you're like okay well there's two sides to this story Mm -hmm. and let me make sure that I'm getting a balanced view of both of those sides to help me decide yeah where do I what feels right for me and I think trust your gut my gut told me the whole time I didn't want kids yeah the whole time Mm. um and I think we underestimate the power of you just you You do do know know. yeah it's like that thing free thinking you said and like being true to yourself yeah so not allowing outside whether it's your mother your partner your friends what your friends are doing what people you follow on Instagram are doing yeah having your own decision and staying true to that yep great advice so the next section is pulp fiction and this is where we're going to be doing some myth busting so i mean this is where this topic really comes into its own because of course there's so many myths around motherhood womanhood how those two are or should be connected or are considered so by society yeah um so what what kind of myths have you come up against and what are we going to do today to put the record straight (laughs) okay (laughs) the first one normally a parent uh or somebody who is seeking out grandkids will say oh well if you don't have kids you're going to be ever so lonely when you get older so my mum said this to me and i was like right mum okay you've got two daughters one of them lives in Australia, I live in London, I see you roughly every two to three months, and you have a busier social life than me. So how am I stopping you from being lonely? So, yeah, and also, like, yeah, looking after people when you get old. I do know some people that have had kids because they think those kids are going to look after them when they get older. Yeah, you do hear that a lot. Who's going to look after you when you get old? Yeah, I mean, you know, like, I think we all should be, like, putting aside some provisions for that to happen without relying on our children I mean can you imagine if you're a child and you've got to look after your 
parents when they're like I do yes, think I that's quite <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do think it's that's hard. quite a generational yeah. thing as well. But mm. and you're seeing more and more as someone whose parents got really sick and mm. died, they 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 don't really want their kids looking after no. them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah. There's this real sense of like, you know, my mum died when and was cared in a hospice and there's a lot of um infrastructure in place for that now and people don't actually people feel like they're a burden to their parents to their children yeah parents feel like they're a burden to their children my mother definitely feels like that she's like put me in a home as soon as i like do you know what i mean she's thinking about and i i think if i had a child i'd probably think the same i'd be like go live Live your your life yeah (laughs) exactly so there you go that's myth buster one great don't we don't need to worry about that one um what's another one um yeah, oh, the other one I've got is, well, and actually someone said this to me just two weeks ago. They were like, just two weeks, just two weeks ago, you just haven't met the right man yet. That makes me, like, hurt inside. Yeah, <laughs> and actually it was a man that said it, so I was like, <laughs> is this more about you think you instill the need to have children in the women that you're dating? Yeah, <laughs> or is this, like, are you projecting it? So I think he was, but yeah, that's, but you do get that a lot. You know, I, I've had that when I, I just hadn't met the right person. I mean, that didn't happen for me. I've had that from my girlfriends where I've questioned whether I want to have kids. And they have then, even though I've been in a relationship for a very long time, I'm very happy in that relationship. They have then immediately questioned whether that's the right yeah. relationship. And actually, I did an article ages ago where I was talking about maybe the decision of not doing that and the comments section was like you shouldn't be with your husband you don't love him do you know what i mean which it is was really like, dangerous seeds to sow right so dangerous and obviously that was a seed that yeah. was sown but ross i do love you so don't but worry. it also applies <laughs> that every single other woman who's chosen who's chosen to have kids with a man has chosen to have kids with the right man and we know for a fact that that's not I true. I know that my mum didn't choose to have kids with yeah. the right man. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. I mean, she could barely choose between two. Yeah, and I just, I feel like there's there's some kind of, um, maybe it's a Disney narrative or something that we've grown yeah. up with that yeah. is making us think that when you fall in love, it will be the one Mate. and then you'll want to have kids. Sleeping Beauty. Is it Sleeping Beauty? Does she Every have kids? single... No, it's not even that. Every single fairy tale. Go and get Grimm's fairy tale. Yeah. They have exactly the same format. If you want to debunk traditional fairy tales, go and buy Angela Carter's Bloody Chamber and it just <laughs> completely changes your viewpoint on fairy tales. Sorry, side There note. we go. We'll miss that. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Hashtag show notes. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, great. So that is, that's two big fat myths that we just got yeah. busted. Um, thanks for that. And so the next segment is our quote o'clock moment. So what quote do you live by? Oh, so, so yeah, the, the quote that totally changed my life is a quote by John Carlton, who's an American copywriter. And his quote goes, the world will not invite you to the feast. You must burst in, demand a seat and take it. And that, to me, is everything that I've tried to do with my life. I think, you know, in my early 20s, I was very much letting life happen to me. Mm. And then reading that quote was the moment that I... Took the reins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and that is about creating your own opportunities. It's about going there and knowing that you have just as much right to be in that room, at that table, or doing that thing as anybody else. Mm. It's also a really good... Uh, quote when you've got your imposter syndrome you know because it is a bit of like actually 
I do deserve to be there. I yeah. do deserve to be in that room. And I, you know, I should be here and trying to counteract that. So for me, that was a massive mind shift change, that quote. So it's a quote that's very dear to my heart. Yeah, yeah I like that it's also um, full of agency. Yeah. So it's like so empowering. It's like the, the it's, it's your responsibility almost to, to take your place and to take what you deserve. Yeah. Um, and... And that's the next step, you know, from yeah. from deciding what it is that you want. And also you realise that that is kind of how the world works. Yes. Really? It is how the world works. You know? It's also really important, um, I'm not sure if this was his intention, but it's a really important feminist quote, because um, especially in the context of thinking about, you know, talking about society's expectations on women um, to be mothers, it's like this this idea that... it. it uh, traditionally, you know, women are very passive and, you know, not spoken till spoken to and all those kind of things. And so it's that, it's the counter uh, to that where it's like, you know... Take it. Yeah. Take it. You, yeah. you deserve a seat at this table. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. I, yeah, I love the energy of that quote, for sure. I also think it's really relevant today because we accept so much information, whether that's via Instagram, any other social platform, the internet, what your friends are telling you, mm. you know, you've got these polarised voices in your ears, and it's just an onslaught. And I think it's a really great quote for just turning the direction of flow from coming at you yes. to pushing back exactly and that's that's what i mean by the agency yeah it's nice love it love that okay now i'm getting really geared up <laughs> our next section is the pep to the people the cell pep talk and we have got a uh, kind of agnion uh issue that's come in oh i love these and we we're gonna show. yeah we're gonna give our we're gonna give our pep talk to the people so this is the comment it says my partner really wants to move things forward all our friends are having babies but i've never had that moment of broodiness which my friends seem to be having does that mean i don't want children Oh, that's a good question. So there's a really good coaching technique and there's a guy called Chris Berres-Brown who did this exact technique when him and his wife were deciding whether they wanted kids or not and they reached a critical moment. And he says to make the decision. So just make a decision either way and stick with it for a couple of weeks, maybe a month. So decide, yep, we're absolutely going to have kids. Sit with it for a month, see how you feel. Then change the decision and then sit with that for a couple of weeks, a month, the same amount of time. And then as a couple, you can then really evaluate whether how you felt about that decision. So when Chris did that, him and his wife realized they felt quite sad when they made the decision not to have kids. And it got them thinking about some things that they hadn't really considered before. And then that's when they decided to have children. So, And I think that that is a really good technique for those big these big decisions you know when you're like I just don't know where to go I don't know where to go even like moving to another country go live there for a few weeks as if you live there yeah. and see what it's like yeah. before you you know take a leap yeah. or something and also just that mental state of going I'm going to make this decision Yeah. but it's not mm. the final decision but it is the final decision for now yeah. for a window of time kind of takes the pressure, pressure off because yeah. you know that you can change your mind at the end of that yeah. time but yeah. it's about sitting with it and how does that feel when you just relax into that decision because there's just that sort of when you've got pressure and when stress. When everything's hypothetical. Yeah, well. you can't get that clarity. So I would suggest that exercise. That's I such also, amazing advice. It's an amazing advice. I also think with this quote, this um, request is really interesting because obviously she's getting pressure from her partner. Mm -hmm. So have we got any advice that or kind well, of... Well, that's a great example because it's, 
it's making the decision together. Like you yeah. said, I love that it's um, was him and his wife, you know, doing what, that together. What if, what if that partner has already made that decision? Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Because I do feel as though that is a challenge. Yeah. Because you, I, I think if you get into a relationship when you're quite young, it's not a conversation that you always have mm. because maybe you're in your mid-twenties, maybe you're even younger than that. And then all of a sudden you get to a certain age or something starts happening and it's a it's a conversation that maybe one person is very defiant on or know what they want and the other person isn't. I, I might be a bit controversial here, but I think if you're planning on, you know, theoretically spending the rest of your life with somebody, your values and your goals and your life ambitions need to be aligned. Yeah. yeah. And if you're not aligned and even if you're in the most amazing relationship, you know, you've really got to think about the longevity of that yeah. and it would be the same as if one of you wanted to go and live in the arctic and the other one wanted to go and surf in australia that would be a fundamental decision yeah. that meant didn't matter how much you love each other yeah your long-term goals are not aligned so you know and and i think it is really hard because in your 20s and late 20s and early 30s there's a lot about you're in a relationship and you're seeing marriage or you're thinking about getting married and you're on that that trope you know trope to to you know ticking those sort of life yeah. boxes so it's really hard to let go of a person mm. but ultimately it is if you want really different things you've got to think about that or the partner who really wants kids mm. has got to has got to let that go yeah and, you know yeah so it's a it's a compromise on both sides right it can't be just because you know he wants kids that you then have to have kids i think that's it it's like actually is there another way you could have kids in you in your life is yeah. there you know what what does you know because it's a you've both got to decide what your future looks like together 100 yeah. i love that yay <laughs> it's hard it's it hard. is hard it, it is, is hard, hard but but i think what we've discussed today which is really really interesting is that there is a choice and it's a conversation i think what you demonstrate emma is that you can have nurturing and children and elements of what we would deem motherhood in your life yeah. without committing to having a child and yeah. I think that's something really great because I hate this ability of you can't have it all mm. you know you can't have you can't be a mum you can't do this and this and this and this well maybe you can do a little bit of that and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and mm. curate your own life in the manner that you truly want, not yeah, and, in the way and make that society free decisions. Yeah, I think that's like a, a really important takeaway that Emma's brought today is this idea of of really weighing up what your life is going to look like and making a free decision to do what you want to do and sticking with it because you're never going to regret doing what was right for you. Yeah, yeah. but you were, you know modifying yourself to fit into other people's expectations is never going to turn out well yeah and and i think um you know if we're thinking about kind of takeaways something that's also really important to think about as well is that we want to it's 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 time for the conversation to change as well so i think that it it becomes second nature and that we can all do things to kind of try and shake off this expectation that we all place on women Mm. so like if you have got friends who've just got married and you're you know catching up with them and making small talk try and catch yourself before you start asking when they're having babies or, or try and catch <laughs> yeah. yourself before you start saying you know giving other people advice about their life decisions yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. massive <laughs> 
Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We've thank really you, Emma, it. for being no with us problem. today. Thank you. If you want to follow Emma, her Instagram account is at Miss Sexton, and also at Badass Women's Hour, and that's just HR for hour on the end. Thank you so much. We love you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Slice. A new episode drops every Monday at 6am. Whether you're dealing with a well-being challenge or need some inspiration at work, The Slice is here to get you motivated and ready to step into your power. We are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just search The Slice Podcast. I've been Tara Starlet, your resident wellness warrior, community marketing expert and growth guru. You can follow me at Tara Starlet. And I've been Megan Morass your resident motivational mentor, business owner and power pet talker. Follow me at Megan Morass. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next week for the next slice.